Volume of the game. Volume of the game. Volume of the game. You're welcome to Sports Analysis Network Football. I'm your hanko, Abdelhamid, Abdelkarim. You can also call me Football Jurist. This is the Sports Analysis Network Football Review Show, where we shall be doing a review of the key games that went down across Europe over the weekend. I mean, starting from the Premier League, the Spanish La Liga, the Serie A, the Uber Eats League. And not forgetting the German Bundesliga. Yes, we shall be starting from the English Premier League, where I'm joined by Ahmed Adegbenru, who joins, who makes, who stages a return on the show. Ahmed, it's good to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's good to be back. All right, where do we start? Where has we start? Let's start from the game that went down at the Charter of Dreams between. Manchester United and Tottenham Hotspur. A season-defining few days ahead at Old Trafford. Atletico in the Champions League on Tuesday. But first, a must-win against Spurs in the race for fourth. Ronaldo wants to look at this. Amil, Ahmed, what a game we had. It was a five-goal thriller. Manchester, it ended Manchester United 3, Tottenham Hotspur 2. I mean, in a week where one goal from Argentina, I mean, it was useless, like the PE psychology, Cristiano Ronaldo. The goal from, from Portugal stood up and made it count for Manchester United as he backed on a hat-trick to give Manchester United a victory in that encounter and what a performance from Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, Ahmed, are you with me? Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Um, well, um, well, in fact, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm short of vote. I'm short of vote because every time Ronaldo um, is being criticized, he always shuts everybody up. Um, it was actually, it was a very, very fantastic performance. Let's just say an individual performance from Cristiano Ronaldo. Even quite, even quite, I could, I was not really impressed with the way United played yesterday. At least we still saw some loopholes in that United defense. But what a way, what a way and what it did to, to break um, the all-time goal scoring record for club football history. Well, it was a fantastic record for Cristiano Ronaldo and then, and a good result for Manchester United. Hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo is now the all-time top scorer. Yes, he has 807 goals. If I'm not, yes, 807 goals. I, I made. Am I mistaken? No, no, you are, you are quite correct. 807 goals. 807 goals. I mean, what a player! I mean, is he the greatest goal scorer of all time? Ah, of of course, of course. I think everybody everybody needs to start in choosing their. Their, their goals of, of all time, which I have come to I've come to into conclusion that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo is the um, is the, um, the greatest of all time. You know, in fact, I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen an athlete or a footballer at this stage, at the peak of his career, at the age of 37, still as in performing what Cristiano Ronaldo is in fact is is the greatest of all time. Mm, Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest of all time, according to Ahmed. Yes, Mohammed Bashir disagrees. And in fact, we have a video. We have a video. We have 
a video is coming up on a YouTube channel where my but she made the, made this case that Cristiano Ronaldo, that Lionel Messi, but not Cristiano Ronaldo, is the best goal scorer of all time. Watch out for it. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sand Football is the name. Yes, in other fixtures. Yes, it is for uh, yes, Asna seems to be not. I mean, Asna is not taking anything for granted in this race or the top four with Asna at Henry Stadium, beating the Foxes out of Leicester by two goals to nil. The first goal came from the Ghanaian midfielder Thomas Party. I mean, before Alexandra Lacazette doubled the lead for Mikel Ateta's men. I mean, Ahmed, I'm inclined to ask. I mean, will this season be considered a failure for Arsenal? Should they fail to make it up for? Yes, of course, we don't, we don't, we don't, we know they don't have the best team, but then if you consider the teams fighting for a finish, fourth place at the moment, starting from Manchester United and Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, you consider what is going on between these between these two sides. There can be no better time for Arsenal to return to the top four. Yes, you are you are quite right because I remember um, when Ateta just came and he was and he was able to see the team. He kind of complained that um, the Arsenal board should give him his uh, his team, and this season he was able to get his team and he's performing very well. And also again, this um, this season, if Arsenal don't uh, make the, the top four, I think their season are filled because this season they, they didn't partake in any European competition. So they had that, that full time and all the concentration for them to give it all up for, uh, for the top four. So if they don't do that, their season has been a failure. Hmm. I, I mean, what the player, I mean, let's talk about Martin Hodegaard. I mean, what the player, this guy, he is. It's only 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 church analysts that handled has created more chances than Martin Odegaard this season. And if only Bruno Fernandes has created more chances from open play than the Norwegian midfielder. I mean, this was a guy that had to leave his comfort zone in Real Madrid to come play for Arsenal. I mean, and what a sign he has been for Arsenal. I mean, it's no brainer if Arsenal don't sign him on a permanent deal. Ahmed. Yes, um, yes, I think it's it um, it was actually a good deal for for um, Arsenal because um, and it was Ateta that knew what he saw in him before he could push on before he could push uh, uh, with the ball to to make that um, signing. Um, at first, uh, when before he signed for Arsenal, when we hear the rumor that um, he was about to sign for Arsenal, most Arsenal fans were criticizing. Ateta and the board that why why will you get a why will you get a rejected player for Real from Real Madrid that we don't need that really so but at least hey uh, football doesn't work that way we 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 we've seen what he has done his um his quality and um, I just I just hope that he's able to keep up with this uh, momentum because he has brought in that kind of um, creativity and that kind of spark and energy into last night um, uh, Mifid. We could see that today against um, Leicester, in which Leicester midfielders were actually was chasing a shadow. So it's a good one for Martin Odegaard and good one for Arsenal. Yes, good one for Arsenal. Let's talk about the title race. I mean, only one of the title contender, but it, only one out of the two title contenders was in action this weekend. We saw Brighton, yes, Liverpool at Hammocks shattered the hearts 
of Brighton fans condemning Brighton to five straight losses, beating Brighton by two goals to Nick Oxy of a goal from Luis Diaz. And of course, no other person other than, other than Mohamed Salah who netted his 28th goal of the season. I mean, let me start from this. Hamza, I mean, let's talk, let's talk about Luis Diaz. This guy has been electric ever since, since he came in in January. At this point in time, it is no brainer that this guy needs to be starting week in, week out for Liverpool. Yes, yeah, actually right. You see, for, uh, first of all, I would like to give uh, give the credit to to um, Liverpool coach Jordan Club because um, he's a very very fantastic coach in which um, he gets um, the right players and whenever he gets the players that he wants, they blend in into that team. Fantastic. Well, I cannot really recall the last time a player and was signed in January by a big top club and he has been able to perform as high as. Uh, as in uh, Luis Diaz, maybe Bruno Fernandes of Manchester United, but Luis Diaz has been fantastic since the first time he made his debut for Liverpool. And even um, yesterday's game against the Brighton, we saw that too. It's as if that he has known the Premiership for a very long time. You know, the way he, he touches his energy, as in his decision making, in fact, um, was really fantastic. And I was really happy for uh, for Luis Diaz because he. He showed us that uh, that is a top quality player, and he has no fear in delivering any time, any day. He has no fear. Yes, Luis Diaz has no fear delivering any time, any day. Then let's talk about Mohamed Salah. Who netted his twenty head league of the season? I mean, proud that match. One of the talking points before that match was him was the top the, the topic of him signing a new contract for Liverpool. I mean, should Liverpool give him whatever he decides? I mean, should Liverpool should Liverpool give him? Whatever is requesting for um Ahmed. Well, um, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so because um, if you look at Liverpool um structure, um, you will see that um they give um, um players according to what according to what they are worth, and I don't think um, Liverpool as a club would like to break the bank, to, um, or should we say break their wages structure in order to satisfy um, a particular player. Just if like you could like, have the best player in the league at the moment, give him whatever he deserves. Of of course, of course, he's the best player. Of course, he's the best player in Liverpool. No, no doubt about it. But you know, there are some things that you do that might um, put in instability into the team. Because I remember what Asimwenga said some few years back when he uh, he talked about in players and then their wages, and he said that there are some things that you do in a team that causes instability. In your team and in terms and players' contracts is part of it too. Because if you look at him and Antonio Rudiger's situation at Chelsea too, he has been offered um contracts and everything, and he turned that 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 down. That's a trade that Liverpool are, are trying not to break their uh, wages structure, in order not to bring instability into that team. But not to not to worry. Um, we all know that um, Liverpool um Mohamed Salah is the is the best player in the league. But I don't think Liverpool would want to do that. I would surprise if Liverpool would do that and break their wages structure to give Mohamed Salah what he wants. All right. Yes, let's talk about Chelsea Football Club. Yes, Chelsea Football Club are in the Sarri at the moment of the pitch. But every, I mean, but they have been impressive on the pitch of play. They recorded another victory this weekend, beating relegation strugglers Newcastle by a goal to Nick. Courtesy of that goal from Kai Havertz. I mean, Amza, that is, uh, sorry, <laughs> Hamed. That is four goals in three for the German striker. I mean, is it safe to say 
that Romelu Lukaku should just fasten his sit beds on the bench. <laughs> you see, this uh, this and this question is something that uh, that has always been in my mind right from the beginning of the season when um, Chelsea went all out to get uh, Romelu Lukaku. In which I I was one of the people that criticized um, such move. In which I said that Lukaku is not actually the player that that Chelsea needed. They had better options. I'm not saying Lukaku is no good. He has proven his worth at Inter Milan. But this is Premiership. Romelu Lukaku. The eyes in Chelsea had the opportunity to go for Harry Kane, um, Eric Haaland, but they went for uh, for Lukaku. Well, they've gotten him, but. Um, I would like to just um, talk about um, Kai Havertz um, position. In fact, as it is like this now, I think Lukaku, if, if Kai is not taking, uh, um, Lukaku might not. In fact, as this is showing that he's no more a starter in that team because Kai Havertz is giving Thomas Tuchel what he wants. His, um, his recent form has shown that um, he's, he, he can play that position in which Lukaku is supposed to play. So I think um, Lukaku needs to be extra careful. If not, Chelsea might ship him out of that team. Yes, if he's not careful, Chelsea might chase him out of that team. I mean, let's talk about I mean the controversial decisions that we saw in that encounter. I mean, especially the one that happened between Trevor, yes, Trevor Chaloba. Yes, of course. And of course, and um, Matt Ritchie, no, it's not Matt Ritchie, Danny Murphy of Newcastle. I mean, that should have been a penalty. Uh, I'm ahead. <laughs> You, you you see you see in fact uh, you see English football they always they always make me laugh. I don't know when something is white uh, they always say, they always say it is black. As in you don't even you don't need if in fact you don't even need a a, a, a four year old kid that that has a little knowledge of football to watch that incident and say that that is not a penalty. Because if you look at the incident again, you. First, use your left foot to wanted to um, put him down. You were not, you didn't succeed with that. Then you now pull his shirt twice, as in I don't know, twice. And the ref and even the VAR could not even take that back and say that the ref should go to the screen and and watch that. In fact, I'm sure to avoid because it was glaring. That is hard say. I don't know. I don't know. Why we are like this in, in England, and that's why I always say it that they don't always officiate uh, at the top level, which is in FIFA. Because I can't remember the last time we were able to see an English ref in, in the um, in the FIFA and World Cup. So it's it's a very very um, very very sad situation for for Newcastle fans, in which to me they have every right to show their to show their grievances because that was a very very clear court penalty, no debate about it. I mean, it's not unfortunate. I mean, for a league that is primed, I mean, that is started as the best league in the world, for us to be having poor officiating, we can, we, we can, we can't, it's not condonable, it's not acceptable. Yeah, yes, it's, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, you are, you, are, you, are, you are right. Yes, you are right, because even apart from that yesterday's incident, um, to, sorry, today's an incident uh, between um, the Chelsea-Newcastle game, there was... An incident also too between my United and Tottenham yesterday. Um, between um, before, I think before that penalty that um, Tottenham had, the the handball that Eridaya had in, into the box. It's, for me, there was no difference between that Eridaya foul and Alex Telles foul in the penalty box. Now, 
Let's um, go away from that. Let's look at the game between Everton and Man City. This one was very, very clearing that Rodrigo used his hand to control that ball and the ref did not blow that as a penalty. I don't want to hear any law that is attached to that in which they say it's accidental or no accidental. That is a clear penalty, no doubt about it. And the, and the VAR needs to be extremely consistent because you cannot and you cannot be doing like this in a decisive game. Hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Ah, yes, uh, Manchester yeah, yeah, City right. will, not be in, will not be in action. Uh, Timondi. Yes, uh, guys, permit me for the former heroes. Uh, you want to, yes. Uh, firstly, <laughs> Martin Odegaard is not on loan from Real Madrid to Arsenal. Yes, Arsenal did buy him at the rate of 35 million pounds in the summer. So he's on a permanent deal. And of course, Trevor Chalobah is the elder brother of Nathan Chalobah, who currently plays for Chelsea. Who is Nathan Chalobah and Trevor Chalobah? And not, it is Nathan Chalobah and not Trevor Chalobah. I mean, thanks for joining me on this part of the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. All right, you should not forget that in the Premier League at the moment, this is how the table looks like. We have Man City sitting with one, <laughs> sitting with one side of the buttocks, <laughs> if I may say, on top of the log with 69 points. Yes, followed closely by Liverpool with the six points. Chelsea also sit third with 59 points, while Arsenal completed the top four, 51 points, having played two games lesser than Chelsea, Liverpool, and Manchester United. Uh, yes, when you hear that song, when you hear that sound, uh, you know it is time to talk about the Spanish division, the Spanish La Liga. Yes, over the weekend on Friday, Atletico Madrid at the Wanda Metropolitano Metropolitan, made it four wins out of four, defeating Cadiz by two goals to one. I mean, Diego, you want to agree with me that Diego Simone would have hoped for a better result. I mean, ahead of that important tie against Manchester United in the UEFA Champions League. I mean, uh, that victory also uh, made sure to make sure that at the Premier League are still very up and running. Talking about the top four contenders, the fact at the moment they sit in fourth place, but they are on the same point with Barcelona. They have 51 points apiece, but they played one more game uh, than Barcelona. All right. Over the weekend also, Barcelona condemned Osasuna to a 4 new victory, to a 4 new loss, making it, uh, making Osasuna has not suffered any defeats in their last four games. I mean, these Barcelona side are playing fantastically well at the moment. I mean, you know, just like what someone said, can you please cycle on to man again? <laughs> just by the way, just to show you how fantastic this Barcelona side is playing at the moment. No thanks to Chavez Ball. 
Usman Dembele was a player. He had a very good game. Yes, on the night. I mean, getting two assists for himself. Yes, Ricky Puge also getting the goal for himself. Of course, a premier called Bamiyang. And of course, boy himself, Ferran Torres, Spanish golden boy, also registering his name on the score sheet. The win takes Bas yes, the win ensure that Barcelona maintain their third position on the log. 51 points after 27 rounds of games. Five points achieved of second place Sevilla. Who have 56 points. Who have played 28 rounds of games. Yes, let's talk about Sevilla. Like I've always said, that in the past weeks, uh, the past weeks I've revealed that this Sevilla side are just, too, <laughs> they've always been tied to pretenders. I mean, they, are, they could have threatened, they could have threatened that evidence when they play. I mean, they, they were held by Royal Vecano to a one-hole draw. Yes, this is what, this is how the table looks like at the moment. Real Madrid sits first on the log. This is 30 points out of 27 rounds of games. Sevilla, this is 6 points out of 28 rounds of games. Barcelona, 51 points out of 28 rounds of games. Then Atletico Madrid, after 21, yes, Atletico Madrid completed the top four, 51 points after 28 rounds of games. Guys, let's quickly switch to the Italian Serie A, where the title race took another twist over the weekend. Yes, at the San Siro, a goal from a similar defender, Kaludu, was enough for the Rossoneri to record back-to-back -back victories. Yes, for the first time in the past one month. I mean, good one, I mean, good one, Stefano Pioli's man. I mean, things, I mean, it, it seems things are looking rosy for the Rossoneri, it must be said. And Toby must be smiling wherever he is at the moment. This might just be a similar season, a season to win the Scudetto. Yes, on Sunday, two goals from Victor Oshime ensured Napoli defeated Verona by two goals to one. I could remember Tobeski feeling confident that Napoli were going to drop points in this one. Uh, but then Vito Oshime shamed him, disappointed him with, I mean, with a brace. I mean, those two goals come from two bullet headers from the Nigerian striker. Vito Oshime has nominated five headed goals for the second place team this season. Yes, over the weekend. Torino, who had it won, who had it won in their last four games, held in Tied to Opu in time, he learned to a one hot draw. I never expected this. I mean, especially when you consider the performance Inter had at Anfield. Yes, on the, on Tuesday, yes, uh, one would have expected at any time we were going to build on that one and we're going to record the victory in this one. Especially when Isimian and Napoli recorded victories earlier on. It's quite, un it's quite an unfortunate one. And uh, Simone Inzaghi must be sad at this moment. 
Yes, Juventus also defeated Sampdoria. Juventus went away. Sampdoria to defeat. Uh, Juventus went away and defeated Sampdoria by three goals to one. Yes, a brace from Alvaro Morata, ensuring the victory for the whole ladies. It is how the table looks like in the set ahead at the moment. It's Milan, first position, three points after, after 29 out of games. Napoli, 29 point, uh, 60 points after 29 out of games. Inter Milan, 59 points after 28 out of games. Juventus completed the top four, 56 points after 29 out of games. Even should Inter Milan win. Their outstanding game, they will still be, they still not, it's not still be enough for them to usurp AC Milan at top of the log because four points separates, four points separate both sides at the moment. Guys, quickly let's switch to the German Bundesliga. Yes, in the German Bundesliga. Top four hopeful. Offenheim on Saturday at Bayern Munich to a one-hall draw. I mean, one would have expected Bayern Munich to rule over this Offenheim side, considering the fact that they were coming to that game on the back of a someone bashing. Of RB Labzog, of uh, sorry, RB Salzburg was lose this offhand side. I mean, this as far as I'm concerned, I mean, this Bayern Munich aren't special. I mean, they've dropped so many points this season. Yeah, of course, they are going to win the league, you know that, but then they are just dropping too many points. I mean, they've dropped points seven in seven games already this season. This is unprecedented for a team like Bayern Munich. Yes, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, the Signal in Juna Park defeated Armenia Bielefeld. Yes, Borussia Dortmund who welcomed the return of Ellen Boss all and back to the fold. The question is, do we have a title race? Of course not. I will not surprise you. We do not have one. Because we know Borussia Dortmund are in a very keen competition with Otem Osborne as the most consistent inconsistent team in the league. I wouldn't say more than that. So you expect Bayern Munich to still stroke to still stroke to the title. Yes, the top four race took another twist this weekend. As RB Leipzig recorded their fourth win in the last five games, beating 28 plays to greater fourth, 18th place greater fourth. My seas goes to one. And what is the RB Leipzig victory without a goal from Christopher Unkunku? I mean, that guy is just in a fantastic form at the moment. Scoring, he has nominated 15 goals already for the season. What a player. Ah, yes, finally, let's switch to the Lego Hall. Yes, in the leg horn. Olympic Marseille. 
defeated Brest by four goals to one. <laughs> I mean, they nearly they nearly spelt Brest in that encounter. They nearly they nearly spelt Brest in that encounter. Good one for Olympic Marseille. I mean, one of the traditional sides in the French League on. I mean, it's good to see them as this, as it stands. They will finish in the top four. A uh, good one from uh, the likes of uh, Dimitri Payet. Who are doing, uh, yes, uh, former Arsenal boy, Guendouzi, um, Saliba, who are doing very well from the team. Yes, for the team from Marseille. Yes, Nice also were held to a nil-nil draw by Montpellier. Why on all? Defeated Olympic Lyonnais by four goals to two. A very interesting results. Of course, Paris Saint-Germain put that, that 3-1 bashing at the hands of Real Madrid aside to get a 3-0 victory over Bordeaux. And the highlight of that game has to be the booing from the Paris Saint-Germain fans, the booing of Lyon and Messi and Neymar. And the question is, were they right to boo them? Of course, yes. Because you want to agree, agree with me, Lyon and Messi, let's say Mr. Lyon and Messi. If, maybe if Lyon and Messi had converted that penalty in the first leg, the man, uh, Paris Saint-Germain would have been in a safer place and they would have bottled their chance to Secure a bet in the quarterfinal stage. Neymar, for all his world, he was abysmal in the second day. I mean, he was abysmal in that game of Wednesday. I mean, he, he was he even contributed to one of the ball. I mean, to one of the goals. Rather, this guy lost lost the ball in the attacking half. He got lost the ball to a CCA who looked at Madrid, who took the ball from his own half, ran from his own half to Paris Saint Germain half. And he couldn't even he couldn't collect not only not only couldn't he collect the ball he couldn't even bring him down. It is I mean it's unacceptable. So who much is giving much is expected? Even with the mistake you expected the caliber of players like Lionel Messi and Neymar to have won up at the point in time, not to be as useless as being psychology in a game like that. But then. It must also be said that the whole team has to get the whole team as the blame. Because as yes, if I mean the fact the fact speaks for uh, the fact speaks for itself. Naruto was responsible for the first goal. Makinos, Makinos, who is the skipper of the team, was responsible for the second goal. Also, he would have booted the ball out, but he instead gave a pass to Karim Benzema. So the whole team was at fault. They wanted to boo anybody, boo everyone. Every except from uh, the brilliant Kylian Mbappe, who also got a goal in that encounter. Yes, this weekend. Well, and one begin, and one will begin to wonder what should happen to this with, uh, with this person German side. Should Mbappe leave in the summer? He will be fine. <laughs> All right, this is where we shall be drawing the parties on the show. Yes, the rest of the crew shall return on Friday, where we shall be doing a preview. Of the games that shall be going down during the weekend. And we shall also be taking a look back at the UEFA Champions League games that shall be played across the week. We shouldn't forget that across the week, during the week, at the one that, yes, at Old Trafford, Manchester United will be playing host to Atletico Madrid. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to predict this encounter. 
it can go either ways. It can go either ways. And of course, even though still have a, they have an unsettled business against Villarreal. I mean, these two sides, these two ties are the ones to look out for. Yes, we shouldn't forget also that Chelsea also will be way at Lille. But even with their problems off the pitch, we know Chelsea are done and dusted in that encounter. They've already secured their place in the next round. Yeah, this year we shall be joining the courtings. Do not forget, like I said, that you can join us next week Friday for the next episode. You can follow us on social media, the Twitter and the street at Sun in capital letters. On Facebook, Sport Analysis Network is our name. And on Instagram, Sport Analysis Network is the name. On YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sand Football is the name for premium football content. Thanks for watching. Do have a fantastic, fantastic week ahead. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Sure.